So how do you um, go through certain things? Like how do you go through experiences that are hard and life's hard? And um, how do you find happiness or how do you do something when something's changing? Go dummy, go beast, oh no. What's up? It's your man, B. Holmes, back with another episode of Doors to Success, where I lay out the B print, which is me teaching you how to knock, open, and conquer the different doors of success in the avenues of your life, specifically spiritual, mental, emotional, social, and physical. So we've had people on recently uh, on the ep- on different episodes of our podcast where they've gone over emotional or physical or social But this one is going to be kind of encompassing. And what I'd like to do before we get started is thank our unofficial sponsors of the podcast, Dorses to Assess, which happen to be Red Bull. Red Bull, thank you for your green energy drink. Kiwi Apple, love the flavor. Here we go for Red Bull. Sounds beautiful. And then also a new unofficial sponsor that I've brought on this week. I'm acting like it's like some big deal, <laughs> which is crepe, the, the different material uh, sealant that protects it from anything from shoes to hats to backpacks against weathering, uh, water stain resistant, water resistant. It's, it's great. I put it on all my shoes. I literally go through 10 cans in a, in a week, uh, sometimes a, a month, but sometimes in a week. So I use enough of these products. I'm that big of a fan of these products that... Um, I'm making them unofficial sponsors. Anything that I buy in excess is becoming an unofficial sponsor. <laughs> so this is going to be a, again, a um, straight uh, science project uh, to see if the secret putting things out there in the universe and hoping they come to existence by visualization focused uh, effort happens. Okay. So where today's podcast comes from, the concepts come from. Uh, there's been a couple of different businesses and there's one of them that we're looking at purchasing right now. And I'm currently in the um, stages where we're going through the financials and we're looking to see how it looks, the health of the business, um, investigation stages of the company. And uh, I got to talk to some of the employees the other day and one person asked me, hey, so when there's change, how do you keep everyone happy when there's change? Because people don't like change. And I said, look, If you know that when change happens, uh, there's always going to be confusion and frustration. So if you can trigger in your mind to realize that when there's frustration or confusion, there's massive amounts of opportunity because somebody's dropping the ball or not doing their job or or not able to want to change because change is tough. No one likes change. Even recently, like I, I have, you know, I've got some herniated discs. I got diagnosed in my back and I'm, I'm going back to the gym pretty heavily because I've got a goal and I've got an idea and I want to get in the best shape I can before I go through surgery. So then when I come out of surgery, um, I'm not going to be a statistic, but I'm going to barrel through it to where I'm going to get on stage and I'm gonna actually going to do a fitness competition. And the whole purpose is, is I was told that there's a 53% chance that, you know, I'll lose, lose, um, use of my, my legs, my toes. And, and so I, I'm not going to go through any of it. I'm not going to hear it. I'm going to just completely focus on the positive and we are going to 
have the goals through the hard times that I'm going to go through. I know I'm going to go through hard times and my goal is going to push me through it. So as I was talking about this, I said, you know, if you can identify that there will be change, there will be frustration, you need to realize there's opportunity. Whenever there's chaos, whenever there's frustration or confusion is massive amounts of opportunity. And if you can jump in and seize those moments, you take them, you provide the solutions, you provide the answers to the problems, you create the shortcuts, you reinvent the, the synapses that have to connect, you'll win, you'll have success. So then the question started coming about success in daily lives and over a little thing. I said, look, let me just give you a quick analogy. And I've given this analogy four times this week and it's, it's Wednesday. So I think it's imperative that I, someone needs to hear this. So you need to view success as an XY graph, okay? And on this, this success chart of the XY, on the Y axis, you're going to have frequency. And on the X axis, you're going to have time. And in the middle, you're going to have a, a square, okay, right in the corner. And in the corner, you're going to label this area, this mass, this amount of, st of stuff. It's going to be called shit. And again, I apologize for my language, but there's no other word for this. And no one can remove the shit. No one can change it. That amount of shit, the area, the quantity, the, the sheer mat, block of mass that sits on this graph of shit that you have to go through is designated by a higher power of, of that thing, the thing that you have to get through. The great creator has placed on the graph or proverbially on the graph, but in your life, right? And you have to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't go under or over it. You have to go through it, okay? And at the end of that success graph, at the end of that, that the, the place where, where the success ends or the shit ends, success is found. Now, let me tell you this. Success is uniquely hidden directly after all the hard work and effort and shit so that most people never find it. Let me repeat that. Success is uniquely hidden after all the trials, all the hard work, all the change, all the, the things that make it very difficult to get through. Success is hidden uniquely right after, right after that very moment so that it's very difficult for most people to find. In fact, nigh undetectable. So if you know that about this, then realize there's a, an area on this graph of shit and you got to get through it hard times. You got to go barreling through it. Now, there's two things you can do though. You can manipulate this area. You can't remove it or take it off the graph, but you can manipulate how to get through it. Two things. One, you can move the time back. How do you move? You can manipulate time, B. Holmes? No. Nah. You move the time back by increasing the frequency. So now instead of a square, you have a long vertical rectangle on your graph so that the time is now shorter because you've increased your reps. You've increased your at-bats or your frequency, right? So you sped up your process by sheer experience, by sheer frequency. The more you do it, the more you experience it, and you've actually get through that block of area of shit. You're going through it. Or what you can do is you can decrease your frequency or your reps or your experiences and elongate your time. So now you have a rectangle that's horizontal to the x-axis. to the x -axis, um, And now it'll take more time to get through something. So whenever you want to figure out where and how to, where success in this equation of, of this thing I'm doing, 
You need to know. It's at the end of whatever it is. Now, figure out through, I call it money math, and we'll go over that another time. But the money math is the equation that teaches you in any sales job or any job you have or any, anything that you're going to make money, you break it down per rep, per thing, per whatever you're going to do per hour, and it'll tell you how much you have to get through, right? So if you've identified your money math and how much it is, so for example, say in the solar industry, you can become truly proficient in solar if you've installed, let's call it 50 installs, not closes, not sets, not deal, whatever, 50 installs. At, at the 50th install, I could look back in my career and say, I was pretty proficient where I, I knew most of the objections. I'd gone through enough experiences where I was, was pretty proficient, right? And at that moment, and with the amount of dollars that they're paying at 50 installs, I'm going to be, I'd call that a success, or, or call it 100 installs. At 100 installs on most people's pay scales today, we, we, in my company, at United Energy, you're almost going to make a million bucks. So if you know that 100 installs equals success in a lot of different things, then I, me, B-Homes, in my life, I've learned that no matter what it is, I'm going to shorten my time. I'm going to decrease my time spent in that thing and increase my frequency and my reps and get through it. Example, I would rather, as a person, and everyone's different, but I would rather take one hard hit from Mike Tyson in the face one time, knock me out cold, I don't care, knock me out, than waking up every day and at 7 a.m., him waking me up by giving me one nice hard quick jab every day for a year. Would you want to get jabbed in the face every day for a year or take one big hard right hook? I'm going to take the hook every time. I want to experience it one time and know for myself what it feels like. Now, the reason why I use shit as an example, because I had a mentor once upon a time that I asked this question to, and he compared it to shit. And he said, look, I said, how am I going to learn? And how, I said, how am I going to know when I've obtained enough wisdom to be successful? I was thinking I was going to be smart. You know, it's actually a really good question, but at the time I was doing it to try to sound smart, which was actually smart for asking, because here's what he said. He said, now I could tell you what it feels like to have shit, little pieces of shit thrown at your face for the next year. But until you actually take manure and put it on your face, you're not going to know what it actually feels like. I could explain it to you, but until you actually get on your face, you know what it feels like. He was also going through cancer and he said, I can explain to you what the, what the burning feels like. But until you actually have to go through around a chemo, you're never good. I can never fully explain it. He's like, experience is the same thing. You have to experience it. He said, wisdom, sorry. Wisdom is the same thing. You have to experience it to actually learn it. Now, one of the guys we were chatting with was like, yeah, but I actually watched my dad go through like three different companies and I watched him fail and succeed. So I think I'm going to be safe. I said, how old are you, son? He said, I'm 21. I said, perfect. I'm, I'm, I love the hunger. But let me, let me tell you something. You're never going to know what it feels like if I just explain to you what shit, throwing the shit in your face feels like until you actually go out there and get dirty. I said, you can watch someone do it, but until you go through it, you'll never know what it feels like. That's, that was a great quote. So here's the, here's the analogy. Do you want me to flick little pieces of, of crap in your eyes every day, little, little tiny pieces of that for the next year, or just take one big pound and throw it at your face one time. I know that's super graphic, but that is what it is. If you have succeeded in anything, 
call it sports, call it marriage, call it life, call it wealth, call whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about because it actually is that, right? And, and you know once you get through it, the world's your oyster. Like, you, you, you're unstoppable. You've got time, you've got wisdom, you've got experience. You can just point that laser beam and nail it, right? So at the end of... And the beautiful thing is that you decide how quickly you get through this area of, of, of garbage, of stuff, right? The experiences, you get through it. You choose it. Now, what I'm not talking about is time as in the lifeline, our lifeline of time. So if you are to lay another XY graph on top of the graph of success I just told you, frequency and time, right? If you were to lay another graph on top of that, which is time on the Y and wisdom or experiences on the X, what you're going to find is that as you draw your time out and experiences out, or sorry, frequency out on your first graph, your wisdom will go up in exact proportions that your frequency is given on your lifeline. So there's two different types of time. There's time you invest in something. But I just said I could speed up time by frequency. But you can't actually speed up the time of your lifeline. That lifeline of time stays consistent, right? Everyone's got the same 24. So here goes into the magic of it, that you choose what you put into that 24 hours. Everyone has the same beautiful asset that the creator has given all of us, time. We all have the same amount. But this is why I stay up. I'm, I'm up at 2 a.m. I'm up at 3 a.m. And I get up at 6.37 every day. This is why sleep, I think, is the enemy to death. And I really believe that. And I don't like sleep. I, I get anxious at night because I don't want to go to sleep because I don't know what I'm going to miss. I have serious FOMO when I sleep. You ask my wife. I'm up till 3 and I'm up taking my daughter to school and in uh, seminary here at, at 6.30 a.m. Like I don't want to miss out on something that maybe I could have missed an experience, missed it. The next thought process with this is stop talking in timelines or your lifeline. You can't change your lifeline. Like I said, it's the same 24 for everyone. So if you talk in, in, talk in, in measures of experiences, when that experience is done, then you'll have success. When the customer, so uh, another analogy was we were talking about closing today. And I said, what's closing? And someone said, when someone is actually done, when the time is, is up for them to make a decision, I said, hmm, interesting. So, but I said, the definition of closing a sale is having the customer make a commitment of action. There's nothing about a timeline in there. It's an experience. It's when the experience is completed, Right. So how do you add the timeline, the lifeline, into that equation? Well, you can speed it up by increasing your effort into that time. Take the whole bag of manure the one time in the face. Shorten your experience times and fit more experiences into your, your lifeline so that you have multiple successes and everything. Now, another thought. Just because you're successful or you figured out this equation, and you got to figure out this equation in the five 
doors of success that I talk about, spiritual, physical, social, emotional, mental. You need to figure out these X, Y accesses that I just went through in each of your life. This is something I teach in the B print. If you want to do our group coaching or one-on-one, I dive into this with you and we go through and we figure out what that actually means to you. Doing the money math, we figure that out, right? And then in each of those avenues. But just because, and what I've learned in doing this is just because you've got someone that is a, a guru in spirituality, You've got a, a Buddhist monk who's been do, who meditating for 30 years straight. Just because they are on a higher plane and they really mastered that and they've applied those principles, that doesn't mean that they have figured it out in the realm of finances. That, that They could be horrible at finances. And just because you've got someone that's figured out how to be a great person in the realm of social their social life, doesn't mean that they figured out how to be a great person in their physical life. Their health may be deteriorating. And just because you got someone who's super healthy doesn't mean that they've got a lot of friends or they figured it out in their, in their social life or that they've put in the, the time and effort to learn and their mental, their mental acuity is on point. So the idea is to learn these different graphs between time and frequency, speed it up, Speed up the experiences by increasing your frequency or your reps or at bat. Get more in the timeline that you've been given, and your wisdom will be the exact same amount that you choose to get through that shit. Now, I know that was a lot of imagery, and I hope you followed me, and I'm going to put some graphics up here on the YouTube. So if you're listening to this on Apple, on the podcast or on Spotify, please go to YouTube and follow me at Be Home, subscribe, and uh, watch it because we'll put some graphics up. Or you can find that in the B print. This is where I teach these businesses how to do this. It's actually really, really fun. So if you're going to feel like you want to go be an entrepreneur and you want to learn how to get through shit on your own and you're going to not go to school. I had a group today tell me, I did a, I did a training today and this sales group was like, like, well, hey, we don't, have you, did, did you finish school? Did you drop out? I'm like, hey, look, it's not, it's, it's, it's not cool to drop out unless you have a really good reason, right? Like, go get educated. So if you're not going to get educated by the school system and you're not disciplined, you need to find a way to educate yourself. So they asked me, I said, I said, and they thought this was cool, so I, they, I thought it was normal, but apparently it's not. Get educated. Educate yourself. So I listen to two books every month. And what I'll do is when I listen to a book, I listen to it one time for enjoyment, then I'm going to, and I'll take notes, quick notes, like just quick, quick aha moments, like just the overviews. And then if I've enjoyed the book or I feel like there's something I need to dive back into, I'll listen to it a second time, but I'm going to take more scrupulous notes. I'll get more invested in it. I'll actually take time and write down the quotes. I'll pause it. I'll think about it. I'll interact with it. So on, in every book I've ever read in my phone and my notes section, and I do it like I have that quick system just on my phone while I'm listening at the gym or while I'm doing cardio or while I'm driving I can, or I'm walking. I'll do this quickly, right? I'm listening or I'm reading. I can pull out my phone, boom, notes or Evernote or whatever you want to use. I'll take my first section of notes, which are kind of broad and like a ramble. There's a second time. I'll title it second time. And there I have bullet points. These are kind of what I call the takeaways or the high level things for me to apply in my life. And then at the bottom, even from the first time I start, I'll actually write down the quotes that I like, the good quotes. And I'll do that on the first and the second time I listen. So step one, listen or read a book. Step two, 
in, in the notes section, take notes quickly and see if you want to dive in if this is a book that applies to you now. Side note, I've actually listened to a book one time, put it aside because it wasn't super applicable in my life, gone back to it, reread it a second time, like years later, money. And I didn't even like it the first time. A great book that this was for me was The, the Truth About Hard Things uh, by Ben Horwitz. Um, it, it, it was crazy. I read it the first time. It was kind of on my radar, really good. I, I knew it would be good. But then when I actually started uh, our, my own business, then I reread it, and man, was it great, okay? So um, do that, okay? Second thing I do is I take brief notes. The third thing I'll do is read or listen a second time. The fourth thing I'll do is take second notes, but bullet-pointed them as highlights or applicable things for me, things I need to apply in my life then and now. Right, right, sorry, then and then and in that moment, okay? So right now, in the here and now, here and now is what I meant to say, okay? Then during both sections, step five is I'm keeping my quotes at the bottom, and I'll tie this in a minute. And then on Sundays when I'm at worship service and I think there's a boring speaker or I'm actually, my brain is, is churning or I have time in a meeting to kill and I'm not really presenting or listening. I don't want to do something to fidget. Instead of playing like Angry Birds or whatever, I've been creating quotes section in my notes. So I have another notes section or in my notes, I have another section called quotes and I'll copy and paste the quotes there and I'll categorize them and I'll, I'll just, it's fun. I've got 10 pages of notes that are like a hundred quotes long. So I've got quotes like going crazy. But the reason I'm sharing this is that if you can quote and you have good quotes, and if you think of how you learn something, I've gone through these words that these books are teaching me four or five times. So I memorized these quotes because in the meeting I was quoting stuff. And what I was quoting was, I said, following the path of least resistance makes both men and rivers crooked. And someone's like, that's a great quote. How'd you learn it? So I shared how I learned it and how I've incorporated that, right? So that's another great way to help get through the hard times is, is educating yourself and having systems of education. And if you're not disciplined enough to do that, then go to school and have a teacher give you a syllabus that tells you to do what I just told you. Or be a true entrepreneur, step up and do it yourself. That's what entrepreneurship is. It, entrepreneurship used to be just something that people are like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I started Lemonade Scent. Did you? Did you really? Or you think you're good enough to go be an entrepreneur now in today's society? No, nah, you got to be on your game. You got to be on point. You got to be sharp. Anything in life successful that you do, that you create, right? It has to be constructed. It doesn't just happen anymore. Things just don't, you don't just stumble into things. You go back and, and everything that is successful has an outlier path. If anyone's read the book uh, Outliers by, Mike, by Malcolm Gladwell, you, you'll know that the outliers come from extreme amounts of focus. The time has to be right. The things have to work in your favor. But you can go back and anything you've been successful and you are an outlier because of you just, you, your choices. You chose to put your time into that thing that you knew you could be successful, right? So if you want to be an entrepreneur or a business and be successful, You've got to be very, very deliberate on education and how you get educated and also construction of this success. It's not just a byproduct of happenstance. 
So then what's the other, the last piece to this? What's the last piece? Then if it gets hard to get through that, that shit or that area of hard to work back to my graph to getting through there, I'm giving you some tips on how to get through it. So to get through there, educate yourself, have systems of education. Another way to help you get through that hard time, that, 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 that garbage, the stuff, the way to increase your at bats, the frequency, right? is to have a very, very clear vision and mission statement on who you are and what you're about. Because when it gets heavy, when it gets hard, when change happens, you've got to be so clear on what your why is that you will still push through. You'll still get out the door. You'll still get up when the, before the alarm clock goes. Your why's got to push you so deeply, move you so deeply that nothing else matters. And if you don't know what it is, you're going to say, hey, B. Holmes, B, didn't you just train us on this? Isn't your podcast episode two on creating the vision? And I'm going to say, yes, it is. And you know what? Go back and watch that. And if you didn't or listen to it, and if you didn't take time and create a mission statement, and create guiding principles and goals, you missed it. You're probably still floundering. So at this, I think we're on episode 9, 10, 11, whatever. Now go back, watch episode 2, and apply those principles, and create your mission statement, and get your why very, very clear, or you're not going to make it through the shit that today's society is going to put you through to find that success. Hey, B, I haven't listened to Doors to Success. I don't have success yet. Well, do you know your why? What's your, what's your personal mission statement? What is it? What are your guiding principles? I sat in a room, the room today, that I already gave them that training, and I heard crickets. So I kind of went on this tangent. And then I shared the same tangent with that group today. It was kind of interesting. Like I said, I went over this stuff four times this week alone. This is the fifth. And so if you want to be very clear and if you want to find success and get through that area of shit, I have taken my formula and I have made that my personal guiding principles. Now, I know that it kind of sounds like I'm jumping around, but I'm really not. I'm giving you great advice on how to get through the shit. I'm giving you advice on how to become a great entrepreneur. And I'm giving you advice on how to make sure you construct success through actual, deliberate execution, okay? So now, if you've got your why down and you've got your mission statement going, you don't, or, or you're saying, hey, I don't know what to do. How do I even start? I listen to podcasts too. I still think it sounds, it sounds good, but I don't know what to do. Here's what you do. When you're constructing this deliberate execution, knowing the formula is very important, Here's my formula, and I've abbreviated it. This is what I call it. I call it the VPG GPV. What that stands for is vision, preparation, and grind. And then it mirrors itself, GPV. Then it is gratitude, partnership, and victory. That is what I call my success formula on how to get through anything life throws at you or any shit that you have to get through on your time frequency XY graph. That's where success is found. The formula for success, VPG, GPV equals S or success. Here's why. When you start something, your vision, your why has to be so clear. That's what we're talking about. Vision, the first one, vision. 
You got to know it, see it, taste it, feel it. I've talked about this before. So go sit in the, go to the dealerships, get the car, know the color of the leather that you want, know the smell, feel it, love it, taste it. Preparation. Then you got to go out and get your tools. You got to know the money math. You got to know how to get through the frequency and speed that up. You got to know about the time commitments. You got to know about the tools that you have that you can go execute. Get prepared. Grind. I chose grind specific because it's not just work. It's not just hard work. It's more industriousness. Definition of industriousness is enjoyment in the hard work intelligently, right? Look it up. Definition of industriousness, enjoyment in the hard work intelligently, right? So that's more grind. That's the grind. It's not just, it's being gritty. It's not just flowing through and punching the proverbial time clock. You've got to go grind. Then what I've noticed is immediately after the grind is done, you've got to show the same amount of gratitude. Gratitude comes from the appreciation for the grind. You've got to appreciate the whole process and really be grateful for it to the creator for everything you've been given or you'll miss it. Because then what you're going to learn is that you are so grateful for the most amazing partnerships that you've had. And partnershiping also includes ownership. You need ownership first to give it, to give partnership, right? So first you need to have ownership, then you can give partnership. And any, any business in my life that I've had a lot of success that I've enjoyed, the best ones are always when I've, had, I've got my best friends, homies, good partners with me. It's interesting. The most amounts of money I've actually made came from some investments that I did with some groups of people that I wasn't super close with. But we had some really good success there. And, you know, we've invested in some companies like Buy, um, The Drink. Uh, also, we did uh, Deep Eddie Vodka. Um, also, we ended up, the group that was there, They we bought the, um, the distillery. And Casamigos was a part of that. And then, so we have that as well. Um, and then also, we did like uh, uh, chick, the chickpeas. We did bubbles. We've done... Um, Oh, uh, high brew kombucha and coffee. We've done uh, chef's cut beef jerky. So this is an awesome group. But guess what? I, I don't know anyone. So, but that's gonna you know do really really well for us. And I don't have a lot of celebration around that because it's just me. Like I'm not like intimately involved in the businesses. So there's not a lot of like happiness. But the deals that I go do, like, like, for example, with United Energy, I've got some of my very best friends and family members that help run the business with me. And so when we do our, our year-end event and we go to Vegas and we race Ferraris and I'm with my, my, my friends, my, my family, my family that's chosen through hard work and experience and loyalty, not blood, but loyalty, and my blood is, can be loyal. And when we're standing on those Ferraris and having that experience, that is true partnership. And that's the best money I've ever made. My best money I've ever made was with great partners. Now, that doesn't mean it's the most money I've ever made. My best money I've ever made was with my great partners. Okay? And so partnership falls right in line. And then after you've gone through and had the vision, preparation, you've grinded, you've been grateful for it with great partners, then you can enjoy the final V, which is victory. And really knowing how to enjoy your victories is everything because you'll like, like the taste of it and you'll want to go back and do it again and again and again. And then I buy shoes 
over my victories. And I got all the Jordan 11s. Every time I have a business victory, I go buy a Jordan 11, right? So that is my formula for success. Now, diving in, and I'm saying I gave that to you because that is my personal, my personal guiding principles. So I'm going to share with you my personal mission statement and what that even means. What is a mission statement? Well, a mission statement can be super long. And there's a lot of people out there that draw that make really long mission statements. And they're really, you know, you don't know what they are. But um, mine is very clear. And I, I can remember it. It's pretty simple. But it's that I provide, I preside, and I protect. And so that is my mission statement, to provide, to preside, and to protect. And so when I break that down a little bit more deeper, that's kind of what I use as my ethos or how I fly my flag. But the full mission statement is, I provide diligently for my family the necessities of life and the dreams of our imaginations. I preside exactly in all of my life stewardships in righteousness and based on eternal principles. And I protect honorably my family, tribe, clan, and people, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and socially. That's my personal mission statement. Then my personal guiding principles are VPG, GPV. You know what those stand for. Okay? That's me personal. So, um, then I have what I call your ethos, or you can have these be guiding principles, but for me personally... What I have, I've, I've, I've categorized these. Um, you know, I'm going to use another example quickly. So for work, for our work at United Energy, our mission statement says this, is that United is committed to building value in life while enduring all things. Repeat that. United Energy is committed to building value in lives while enduring all things. And that's a very powerful mission statement given thing, why, why we made it, when we made it, and what our business stands on. And if you know anything about our business, it's not just enduring. It's building. It's making sure that we build the value in lives while enduring. Because you can endure anything and just sit there and take it, right? Have little pieces of crap thrown in your face all the time. That's enduring. But we want to build value while enduring because now that's the industriousness part, right? So then our guiding principles to that mission statement are four, they're fourfold. And what they are is tribal commitment, relentless execution, honorable effort, and character first. Those are our four guiding principles. We put that all in our swag. We've got relentless execution. We've got tribal commitment. We've got honorable effort on the back. We've got uh, character first on the sleeve. Like, it's really cool how you can use your guiding principles and really ingrain it into your culture. Using your mission statement and your guiding principles can be awesome culture-building experiences. Again, what am I teaching? I'm teaching how to get through the hard stuff to have success, okay? So, and this is the first vision. This is making sure it's clear. So I've shared with you now my personal mission statement and my personal guiding principles. I've shared with you United Energy's mission statement and United Energy's uh, guiding principles. And now I'm going to share with you my family, what I've created with my family, okay? And in anywhere you have stewardship, remember, physical, social, emotional, mental, spiritual, anywhere you're going to draw that X, Y axis and get through the hard time for success, you should have your 
You should have your own mission statement and guiding principles that help you push through it. So whenever you got to make a decision, you fall back to your mission statement. Whenever you, you question your mission statement, you fall to your guiding principles. Do the guiding principles, the guiding principles define the mission statement and give it purpose. And the mission statement helps you claim and fly the banner when you're fighting for your why. And then your ethos, for example, like Nike. Nike used to have a really long mission statement. Maybe they still do. But I remember reading uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, who's the owner of Nike. He said, eventually, they just said, through their mission statement, they just said, just do it. He said, just do it. And then just do it turned into their, their ethos, right? Then their mission. And now it's their logo. It's their branding. So if you can actually turn your mission statement into a symbol. If any of you guys have seen the movie The Dark Knight, it's when you become something greater than yourself, than the words to explain it through a symbol. If you can create that in a symbol, man, you've got a great brand, right? Let's look at how we brand things, right? Now go backwards. So take the symbol, give it the statement, just do it, give it the mission statement, and then give it the guiding principles, and then you got your goals, or you go the other way, okay? But that's the vision. Get your vision really, really clear, and I'm going to share with you my family's, right? So here's my family mission statement. Now, I've shared with you my three, hopefully giving you guys and inspiring you ideas on how to go create just one in your life, creating your personal life. If you got a business or you're an employee or an executive and you don't have this yet, please get with your executive team or go to the CEO and say, hey, man, I really think it'd be important that we re-identify our guiding principles and mission statements so we know our why, so we can go deliver great service to our customers. It, it all involves in that, right? So here's my family's just to give you guys another look because they're all very different, right? They're all different, but they're all very, very important. So lastly, my family mission statement. Fiercely devoted to becoming celestial and obtaining light and knowledge, enabling us to dwell in the presence of the creator as an eternal family progressing and growing together forever. Fiercely devoted to becoming celestial and obtaining light and knowledge, enabling us to dwell in the presence of the Creator as an eternal family progressing together forever and growing together forever. So we came up with that, and I've got some little kids. So what we did at that point was we went around the room and we all gave our suggestion on what we should have as a guiding principle. Everyone got one. Now there's six members of my family, my wife and I and our four children. And so they each came up with their own word. So... My word was united loyalty. Loyalty is everything to me, and it means it is so encompassing, but loyalty was mine, united loyalty. My wife came up with compassion. If you know my wife, that's her word. Side note, my wife actually one time said, you know, it's not about wrong or right. It's about compassion. And I've heard a few people use that recently, and I just think that's so powerful, Right? To hear it multiple times from multiple locations, I think that's very unique. And I, it, the, the last four times, no, was it twice? Two, three times, are, are actually from, from really powerful, independent women that I know. How cool is that, right? Um, the next word was strong. The, other, the next guiding principle in our family was oneness, being one, being unified or one. Then... Love, and then be happy. That was Mo. So family guiding principles, united loyalty, compassion, strong, 
oneness, love, be happy. And so again, that was all a lot to remember, right? I was trying to get my family to get involved with this and, and be excited about it. And um, so we decided to make an ethos instead. And so what we came up with was united together as lemonade makers and unicorn riders. That's my family's. So that's more of what we will, we will remember, right? United together as lemonade makers and unicorn riders. That's my tribe. That's my clan. 505 tribe right there. So, again, three different looks for three different aspects of your life that give you why and vision and, and definition and meaning behind the effort and the frequency and the reps and the hard work that you got to put in to get through success or get through to go have success, right? And again, remember, success is uniquely placed after all the hard work you got to get through so that when you get through it, you'll find it. But most people don't last through it. They've either, they never learned how to change their time by increasing their frequency so success is always uniquely placed right at the end, right after hard work, just two or three, one step sometimes past the hardest of the work, the hardest of the job, what it takes to get through it so that it's never found. And remember, it's also very constructed. You have to construct a great business, a great life, a great marriage. It's all by construction, through vision, through preparation, through grinding, through gratitude, through partnership, and then having great victories will equal success in, in all the avenues of your life. So takeaways here, guys, gals, people listening, the doors to success, the, the way we implement the B print in my life, I've taken those five stewardships I have, social, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, Get your X, Y access of how to get through the hard times. Figure out what it takes to find success in that thing. Learn the frequencies and the time that it would take and shorten the time by increasing the frequencies so your wisdom increases in that thing. And while you're doing that, find an educational process that you can learn those diff in those different realms, right? So teach yourself by reading books. Get the process by learning quotes that will help you around this so your brain is activated in each of these avenues, Right? And then knowing the success formula, VPG, GPV, my guiding principles in my life, knowing that formula to help get to success gets you through the hard times, through that area of garbage. The one big punch from Mike Tice, take it in the face one time so that you can find success through that formula. But knowing why, knowing why you're doing it, what is your why? It's got to be bigger. It's got to be more encompassing. It's got to move you, right? That why has got to move you. And when you find it, and when you know what it is, that takes time and effort. And when you find it, articulating it through a mission statement, getting very clear on what that means, and then giving yourself guiding principles in each of those avenues so that you know how to fall back when there's questions or if there's any kind of doubt, you know what to do. What should we do here? Well, what's our guiding principle? Relentless execution. Let's go hard. Let's make it happen. Well, we can do it like this. No, no, no. Character first. This is how we do it. And go give an honorable effort 
And make sure your brothers and sisters are with you because we have tribal commitment. That's our thought process at United Energy. It's a cool thing in our executive meetings. We actually live that really well. Shout out to the executive team at United Energy. Monday mornings, love that time, okay? Shout out to my family. United Together Lemonade Makers and Unicorn Riders. We make that a dreams. We make our dreams reality. And I will preside, I will provide, and I will protect. So, signing off, hopefully that gave you guys some insight on my vision, my idea, the blueprint of how success is obtained, getting through the hard times, and remember that it is a very, very detailed construction project that you've got to make sure it's constructed because it will not just happen by happenstance. It will not just come to you just because. Following the path of least resistance make both men and rivers crooked. So make sure you are head down plowing through knowing that Anything great in life is constructed that it will not just happen. That if you do not have a very clear vision, that you will default to failure. And with that, go hit your doors of success. And hopefully you guys will have an amazing experience in your lives as you get after it with your mission statements and guiding principles and your big goals. Hope you guys have an awesome, awesome week. Until next time, it's your man B. Holmes. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Doors to Success podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe for more. Visit beholmes.com for more information on how you can join the Bprint.